Escape Break is a family-friendly show. <laughs> Has it been a long week? Do you need a break? Are you stressed? Stuck in your job? Maybe you need an escape. I'm Beth Dibel. I'm Tatiana Abaro. And I'm Ezekiel Kajakai. And this is Escape Break. Where we discuss all things escape rooms in Southern California. The good. The bad. The funny. And don't forget the awkward. Trust me, I wish I could. This show is just on the horizon. Get ready to sit back, relax, stop working, and take a break with us. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Escape Break. I am your host today. Tatiana, and on the other side, I have the super awesome Kai. How you What's doing? up, everyone? I'm good. Ready for a episode full of answers to your questions. <laughs> we are doing a key questions episode today. That is why I'm taking the reins, because who doesn't love some spicy conversations about escape rooms? But before we get into that, what's up, dude? I have been slowly approaching 300. <gasps> In One fact, number. I am at 297. Dude, that's so close. So I need three more, and I have almost fully booked those three rooms. So oh, shoot. If this goes according to plan and you're listening in relative real time this weekend this coming weekend i will be playing escape the arcade code samurai i'll be playing the portal chamber at wizards and wires and i'll be playing the silence 2 for 300 oh baby that is something yes how exciting. Look how far I've come to play a scary room for a milestone. <laughs> yeah, seriously, your progression has been ridiculous from not liking scary room to then volunteering. And now you're like, yeah, 300 is yeah. scary. To be fair, mm-hmm. it wasn't intended to be this way. It was slightly influenced because... The original plan was swap out silence for Trials of Merlin. Mm -hmm. However, I've been struggling to get a group together to meet the minimums for some of the rooms. So I reached out to some friends and they were like, why don't we do silence instead? And I was like, okay. So if it wasn't for that, I and I could just play as a duo, given Tati, you're gone and, you know, Ron's gone. A lot of people are gone. Basically, I would have done Trials of Merlin, which is not scary at all. I've heard it's a great game. Okay, so how about this? I still have a few to get to 300. Mm -hmm. And on my journey to 300, do you want to play Trials of Merlin when I'm in SoCal? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Also, for those that have been listening to past episodes, Kai did mention if he did the silence for his 300th if I would join and I said yes very hesitantly but he has not asked me so he already has enough people in his group that he does not need me I forgot <laughs> I forgot and <laughs> it would be 
selfish of me as a friend to make you fly down in a week's notice <laughs> for one scary room or even three rooms. But you but are you welcome. Know, you know I would do it for you. I know. You are welcome, but I but I do feel bad with such short notice. <laughs> it's all good. So I lucked out on that one, you guys. I'm, I'm sure you're so sad. Devastated. How can we carry on, Kai? <laughs> Hopefully we can amend our friendship. <laughs> I wanted to bring up some escape room updates. Mm -hmm. And if people remember, our first key question was on the topic of awards and Terpeka. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Since that episode, Kai and I are both nominators for the first time this year. And since the nomination window is closed, we wanted to share some of our nominations with you guys. Kai, do you want to give me a first two or three? Yeah, we'll yeah. what we have in common. So we got 11 nominations, correct? Yes. yes. This All was right. actually the first year where they put it down to 11. It used to be more. Okay, so let's let's go three at a time and just bounce back and forth. Now, okay. we might have some similar ones. Yeah, for those that haven't heard anything about Terpeka, if a uh, room won an award last year or made it to the finals last year, you can't renominate them. They automatically join the fray. So there are certain rooms you might be like, why didn't they vote for that room? It's probably already there. Yes. So. My first nomination, just how the list is displaying to me, is Return of the Pharaoh at Paragon Escape Rooms in Mesa, Arizona. Kai, yes. that is the first one that is on my list as well, that is being displayed to me. Interesting. And this is not <laughs> alphabetical because I do have a room that starts with an A down at the bottom of the list. Yeah, I don't know how they do that, but that is wild. So look at that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we played that one together. So maybe that added to our experience of why we felt it was so good, which to me, I think that's huge. Who I play with can greatly enhance what happens in the room and just the memories that come away. So thanks for the memories, Tati. Anytime. Right back at you. The next one I have, I'm pretty sure you have as well, because I played with you. It is arguably, if I look at my rooms, the top room that I've played in a long time, Sal Cybernetics at Dude, the Immersive Machine. This is wild. That is my second one. Are you reading my list? I'm so confused. Well, with my newly found skills in cybersecurity, I am now in your account. So, no, no. This is just pure coincidence, but also pure logic if you think about the episodes we've had and the times we've spent together over the years now my next one i know is well i don't know but i would assume is not the same as yours this okay. is a this is a classic room this is a room that i really wanted to vote for both of the rooms there but i couldn't because i'm involved in one of the rooms so I had to vote for the other room, which I really do love. And it's really on my, I think it's number two on my list in terms of two out of almost 300. It is the Mad Rapper at Scenario Escape. Nice. I do not have, oh, I actually do have that one on my list. Oh, okay. It's just right. not next. <laughs> okay. So I'll, I'll pass it to you for, for three of yours. Yes. Yeah, so I have uh, the three that you mentioned. And then I included the Weeping Witch. Okay. So I thought that was a great room that was added this last year, right? Yeah. So I don't know if it was eligible. I can't exactly remember. 
if it was eligible for a nomination because you have to have it open for 30 days within a certain time frame. Right. So I actually have to type this one in instead of it already being there. I nice. Did you have it on your list? So I didn't vote for Weeping Witch, but mm-hmm. in terms of the game, I think it's great. In terms of the eligibility, I would imagine what you're saying is true because I wanted to also vote for the Lampkin Lane, mm-hmm. but that just opened really close to October. I'd imagine yeah. Weeping Witch opened very close to October last year. So similarly, not eligible at the time. But yeah, Weeping Witch, that's awesome. Yeah, so I added that on there. And then I also have Stash House okay. in LA. Uh, that one was, I think it was already on there. It's been, I feel like it's been on there for a long time. I'm surprised that didn't make it to the finals. Maybe because it's not new. Okay. And okay. I feel like recency bias kind of helps with the with the voting. For sure. For so sure. Maybe. But I feel like it's a it's a known staple if yeah. you go to SoCal. Yeah. Great run. And then for a third one, I added The Last Supper at Quest Tavern. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think it's the right amount of suspense, but fun theatrics at the same the, time. This is good. There's a lot of variety here because out of those, I, I didn't have them. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't have those rooms. I didn't have those rooms. So three more from me. Mm -hmm. I have Off the Couch, Chapter 3, The Morgue. So do I. Okay. Now, I wasn't sure about this in terms of did Evil Genius, The Morgue, ever win anything? How does that work? But this was one I had to enter in manually to get on the map. It was accepted. So with the manual entries, they do review them, validate them, and then you know, as long as a real room, as long as they meet the qualifications, they'll accept them as a nomination. Mm-hmm. So that was that one. I think what they've done there to keep the room alive and add some small wrinkles to it is really great for anyone that hasn't experienced it. Experience it for the first time is going to be mind blowing. Oh, yeah. The next room, a room you haven't played yet, but I really think you're going to love is Brain Games Treasure Island. Mm, okay. So that is a nomination, a puzzle heavy game that has comedy and you know challenge to everything in the game it's just like an enthusiast dream and then my my next one of the three that i'm saying right now is a shockingly good time it is the arena at mind trap me too awesome awesome so i know you have some more left do you have three more left or have we overlapped too much uh, we did a lot of overlapping, but I do have three more. Okay. Exactly three more. Nice. So to continue, I also included chapter one, Occam's Apartment. Nice. Because I think what they did for revamping it was mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. I thought the original was really good. I really liked Evil Genius, the company as a whole. So mm-hmm. all of their rooms were awesome, but they just brought these original games up a notch, which... Yeah holy crap, how do you do, but also make it look so stunning. So I had to nominate chapter one for what they did for it. And then the last two, I put the Whispering Hall, Adam Chambered. I have that one. How cool. So that one's just packed with puzzles, good amount of suspense and enough scare that I was screaming and we were panicking to the very last second. 
I think that's a room that the three of us will never forget. So that was an awesome experience. And then one that we played together this year was Condemned 2, The Box. I have that too. Yeah. The way they set it up, the puzzles were smart. It was just fantastic. And one of the coolest reveals that we've seen in a long, long time. Yeah. So it was just so refreshing. And I'm sure other enthusiasts that have played as many games as we have, or even more, when they see something new or they see a good twist on something, it sticks with them because we see so many times. And when it's unique, we are just like, thank you for doing something different. So, and that room did it. They did something different. Yeah. And, and all the unintentional disrespect to Yuba City, but we're putting Yuba City on the map <laughs> with talking about the box. But shout out to Jamie. <laughs> I'm with you on the box condemned to, I think besides all the things you mentioned, the level of challenge in that game is refreshing because I, I really believe escape rooms lean too easily on the customers right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were down to the wire with the group of veterans and that was really fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Such a great time. Uh, coincidentally, I have three more. What? Yeah, I, I know most of mine I've overlapped. I've said and you had them, yeah. which kind of you know, exhausted your list, but I have three more. Okay, we had, give it we had to two us. overlaps from the last one. So Whispering Halls and Condemned 2. Love those games. The three that we haven't mentioned yet on my list are Confusion Escapes, The Treehouse, Headcase at Breaking Point. These are games Tati hasn't played. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be very interested to know how Tati feels about the games once she plays them. And then, of course, a game Tati hasn't played. But a shout out to Beth, who's not here with us on the episode today. Chapter one, the silence at 13th room. So those are my final three. Had to throw in a scary room there. I was in between Weeping Witch and the silence in terms of what scary game am I going to put forth to provide some variety. But who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, everyone's list is their own and we can respect that. We just want people to love rooms and know about rooms and play rooms. Yes. And just an asterisk disclaimer, just because we nominated them doesn't mean you have to vote for them. We just wanted to bring them onto the list to give them a chance if they haven't already been there already. Yes. Yes. Were there any rooms that you wanted to vote for that for some reason you had a conflict of interest according to their rules? No. So I, I I don't. I had that with with two specifically. I couldn't vote for Doctor Hater, and I couldn't vote for the Missing Season because I mm-hmm. play a character in those rooms. Hopefully, someone likes them as much as I did, and they get a fair look or just just some looks in general. Yeah, it was. It's really cool. I'm interested to see what this year's results come out to, and I'm sure we'll do a a circle back to the beginning of key questions. It'll be full circle. I I like that. Spice is still there. The spice. Spice. (laughs) There's always (laughs) spice. But before we get to the spice, Kai. Yes. I want to play a game. Okay. And this was inspired by your Christmas escape room that you put on. (laughs) Oh, no. What do you mean? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so the game I want to play with you is Chain Reaction. Okay. And we are going to connect Jump and Scare. Okay. 
So which, you're which connect on their own, but there's yes, words they in do. between. Yes. Okay. So jump is your first word, and scare is your sixth word. Okay. Where would you like to start? Ooh, start. I'm, I'm going to start from the top. I'm not going to be weird. <laughs> I'm going to start from the top because okay. I don't. Get, I don't get a letter right at the start. I just guess. That's up to you. It depends okay. on how hard you want to make it. I'll guess. I just, I, I internally clown on people when they like say something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I, here I am about on to say something side. that doesn't make sense. Okay. So I will say jump. <laughs> all right. All right. You can clown on me. I'm going to say it just to get a letter in there. Jump box. Okay. That is incorrect. Okay. First letter. R. Oh, Jesus. Jump rope. <laughs> Good job, Kai. How, how did I not think of that? <laughs> it's so funny because being on the other side, I'm like, this seems so obvious. Yeah. I was so scared that you were going to get it in five seconds. <laughs> but it's interesting to see how the mind works. Okay, <laughs> so you have jump and mm -hmm. then your second word is rope. Okay. Rope tie. That's incorrect. First letter, under C. under rope. C. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is hard. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Rope C. Rope C. Rope. <laughs> rope clean. Well, you got the C L. Uh, give me. Can I have another letter after L? Yes, you can. It's C L I. Rope climb. Rope climbing. Yes. Climbing. Or okay. Climb. Yeah. Okay. Is it climb or climbing for the next it's, word? Though? It's climbing. Okay. 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 So the next is going to be climbing up. No, that's incorrect. Okay. At least that one made sense. <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, first letter under climbing. R. Climbing rocks. Yes. So Rock. one more. So it's not rock scare. It's something that's going to go with scare. And you can't go back to climb because there's no climb scares. Okay. <laughs> That'd be messed up if I how about Okay, how about this? Rock solid, solid scare. That's a good guess, but that's not correct. Okay. First word under rock. B as a boy. Oh, dang. I just said rock hard, hard scare. <laughs> rock band. Band scare. Now, band scare doesn't make sense, but rock band is what I guessed. Rock band is a good guess, but no, it is not band. Okay, next letter after B. B-O. Rock body. Body scared. That doesn't make sense. Rock. Dang. Is it obvious? I thought it was, but maybe no. it's not. Okay. Maybe it's like what Beth said. You need the visual. But I'm going to go with rock Bo Jangles. No. <laughs> Rock boat. Rock boat. All right, next word next letter after O. Oh boy, I'm gonna spell this for you. B O M. B O M. What is it? Rock bomb. Bomb. Yes. Rock bomb? Yes. Have you ever heard of a rock bomb? Like pop rocks? 
No, like bombs that people oh, create like... in rocks. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess exploding. I guess that makes sense. And then bomb scare, like yes. you're scared of the explosion. Well, like if you're in an airport, that's oh. why you don't say certain words. Escape Break is a family friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this got really dark. See, my, okay, I'm the I'm gonna be the first to say it unless you said it while you're listening. I struggled, but at the same time, my mind was never gonna get to that <laughs> in terms of bomb scare and rock bombs. Like <laughs> I was thinking of like really happier things. <laughs> well. Scare is not the best word. True, true. You know, that was awesome. I really I'm a, I love the challenge. I was very thrown off by the fact that the initial two words went together and there were words in between. Yeah, I know. That's the point. Because I feel like it makes it harder. Yeah. Because you're stuck on that phrase. Ooh, we gotta play that game more often. Okay. Thanks for playing my game. Yeah, no, this is good. I I got things I need to work on in life now. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Okay, well, wait, wait. Yeah, can go we, ahead. Can we run through the list again? So it yeah. was. So it was jump, jump rope, 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 and rope climbing. climbing. Have you ever done that before? Rope climbing. Yes. Okay. Like yes. So like yes. If, if anyone, mm, not belaying. So if anyone's done like a Spartan race or anything, there's an obstacle that they're known for, and you have to climb. A rope that's hanging ring a bell and then slide down and this Oof. rope is about 20 feet tall yeah so that that's what rope climbing is okay. and a lot of um bouldering and rock climbing places have that as an activity okay then we got mm-hmm. climbing rocks. climbing rocks yeah and then rock, rock bomb, bomb and, and bomb, bomb scare, scare. yeah the halloween episode is over tati <laughs> You're just lucky I didn't say it in the jigsaw way, where it's like, I want to play a game. Do you want to play a game? It's not do you, it's I want to play a game. Oh, really? Oh, wow. I just got Mandela effect. (laughs) I think it's just twisted. Yeah. Because consent, you know, nowadays. True. Wait, was it ever do you want to play a game? No, it was from the beginning all the way to the end. That's straight up Mandela effect. I want to play a game. Yeah. I'd imagine so many people would vote for, do you want to play a game? Probably. And I just finished watching all 10 Mm -hmm. recently, so it's stuck in my brain. (laughs) Okay. All right. Are you ready to move on to the serious spiciness? I'm ready. I'm ready for these questions. Kai, it comes with a little bit of venting. Yes. Before we do that, before we get into the questions, we have had this conversation before in private. And recently, I saw this topic come up on the Escape Room Enthusiast page. If anybody hasn't joined that, that one is worldwide. Highly recommend going to join that group if you need recommendations. So I noticed that someone said, well, it finally happened to me. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And short story is they replayed a room that they had already played in a different state. They didn't know that because it was called something else and the storyline was different. And the reason why they knew is because when they entered into the room to play, they were like, hmm, I'm having deja vu. This is weird. And then they 
we're trying to get the person's attention, like saying, hey, we've already played this. Mm -hmm. And they whip through it super fast. And I've had that experience before, twice. And it's a bummer. It's so frustrating. One I recently had, uh, I would say like two or three months ago. And it was such a crazy concept. And it's, it was the same thing that happened to me. It was a different name. The storyline was different. And it was in two different places that I had no idea would be connected at all. Yeah. So when I enter the first room, I was, it took me a second. I was like, man, that's so weird. So then we're solving the puzzles and I was like, wait a second, that looks familiar. And then as we're going through the first room, I look at my boyfriend and I go, oh my gosh, we've played this room before. And he looks at me and he goes, how do you know that? And I've said this before, I have a really good memory of layouts and puzzles in certain areas. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, watch, when we solve this, this is going to happen. And sure enough, that's what happened. And we were with two other people that hadn't played the other room. So it kind of made the experience okay. Mm -hmm. We just didn't get to participate in as much. Right. But we did get to nudge. And we did get out with a good amount of time because of that past experience. Mm -hmm. After all was said and done, I called you and I was like, dude, (laughs) this is just what happened. What in the heck? And we were talking it out. And I didn't feel better about it because I had just spent 40 something dollars to go play a room that I had already played. And that's frustrating. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, what do I do? Talk me off the ledge a little bit because I feel like it's going to happen a little more often. And that makes me upset. Yeah, it's sad. And I don't have, well, I do have the solution, but. I know the solution won't be followed and Mm -hmm. it comes back to being rooted in awareness and then after awareness, it's ethics. So if you are a company that buys rooms or buys parts from rooms, I think you have a responsibility to the escape from loving community to announce that somehow, some way without spoiling the room by saying somewhere in the description, formerly whatever at this location. So at least it's there in writing. And if the person is detailed enough to read about the room and making their decisions for their trip, then they'll see it and be like, oh, thank you. Like it can't really do any harm. It is the downfall of buying a room that's already been played is you technically are buying an item that a certain number of players have already played. So there's less potential for revenue if we're talking about who's played this room before. If mm-hmm. you build an original room, it's nobody. If you buy a room, it's a good grip of people, depending on how popular it was. There are rules around builders that are selling rooms that a certain radius has to be covered before that room could be built again. It's it's within their contracts. If there's a way to handle the scenario as an owner, as a game master, is if you find a customer like that was watching your room, or excuse me, if you were a game master who was watching 
your room as you, the customer, some sort of discount, some sort of refund after the room, some sort of, hey, we want to let you play another one of our rooms, you know, for free, given that and not trying to hide it. It's just really, really hard to make sure everyone's up to that standard of ethics. Like, like in your experience with this last room, if the game master realized this and said, oh, absolutely, you know, we bought the room, we've done a little bit to it to make it our own, but it is, in fact, the same room as this, would you be interested in playing another room for half off or even free? Would that have made the experience better? It would have made it better. I think for me at this point in my escape room journey, Mm -hmm. It's the financial aspect. I'm paying for a new experience every time. I'm paying for however much time it takes me to get through. Mm -hmm. I don't want to blast through something that I've already played and it's nothing new for me. That's silly. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, we can parallel this to playing the Evil Genius games because the Evil Genius games are... The situation where Evil Genius went out of business, off the couch, bought the games, but they're not trying to hide that. Mm-hmm. They have the games named exactly the same. They've actually done a good job of changing the games to make them up to the times and just as fun. We willingly paid more than we did for Evil Genius, given the inflation of rooms, to play those games. So we went in with that knowledge yes. and we had a great time. Yes, yes, that's different. There sure. were certain times where we we're like, okay, I did this part in the past, even though it was years ago. Let's let someone else experience this part. Yes. But because we were the ones as customers accepting what we were getting into, it's taken much more easily than a surprise of yes. thinking you're going into a new room and realizing this is not new at all. Yeah, no, they blatantly say we work with Evil Genius. They still do work with the people that had Evil Genius. So that's out there. And I love that, that they're very open about that. I am frustrated that people, owners or businesses that buy rooms don't disclaim that because Mm -hmm even though they may not know where other rooms are located, they don't have to research it. That's fine. But if you put a disclaimer at the bottom of that description saying, this room was bought by this company, Mm -hmm. that's up to me as a consumer to pay attention to that and be like, oh, I've already played that room at this company under this name. Now, I think this kind of goes to an ego thing, in my opinion, of why people don't say they buy rooms. And granted, you can change a puzzle here and there, but 90% or higher of that room is going to be the same as everybody else who also bought that room. And that is unfair to the players who are playing that game. We talked about this. I'm like lawful good, right? Yeah. I feel like my morals and my ethics for the most part are pretty good. And as an owner, I would not want someone else to go through that experience. So 
So I don't see why, besides the shame and the ego, of why you couldn't just put that on your website. Yeah, it's really tough. I guess depending on how in tune with the world you are, it can be kind of sad to realize how much people can disregard ethics. And then there's the, you know the Socratic question of what does good and bad even really mean? What mm -hmm. is right? What is wrong? But I think in general, you and I both relate to that form of just integrity to say those things. And I want to actually give some examples because we talked about this in our creativity at an all-time low episode, how there aren't too many original rooms, but there's a lot of businesses that like pop up escape rooms here and they're like, we're new, we're new, all that, but it's not. They have builders in the background. They're like outsourcing. They bought a room. They took over business. It's very important to find the rooms that have original owners, excuse me, original builders and support them and appreciate the art that they're bringing forward because there are a majority that are not that. Mind Trap has Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. Winnie the Pooh used to be Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells used to be Oz. Mm -hmm. And when you sign up to play Winnie the Pooh before you pay, there is a very easy to read disclaimer that says something to the extent of Winnie the Pooh replaced Jingle Bells. It's built mm -hmm. in the same spot. It is 85% new, but there are some elements that will certainly remind you of Jingle Bells. As long as you're okay with this, please proceed to pay for what's in your cart. Love that. So they're not hiding anything. And it stops any sort of negative experience that might have happened from paying for the room and not connecting the dots here. Yes. From whether you know the owners or you're in tune with what's going on in the escape room world or whatever. So I think something like that is just, it's just fair. It comes off as professional and it doesn't hurt the business. It even helps the business because you're like, yes. wow, those people have mind trap. They're ethical. They care. Obviously, we don't need to talk about the big chains that have the same room at multiple locations. Yeah. Those are pretty obvious. And if you sign up for a different one at a different location and you're expecting something different, that's on you. Of course, they're going to have the heavy hitters like for escape game. Pretty much every single one has the solid three of like the heist, gold rush, and I feel like special ops is a popular one. Yeah. Prison so, one. Prison, prison one. one yeah. Like they're all pretty much going to have those base and then they all have their own little sprinkles. Right, of right. different different rooms yeah so i think that's one way of doing it kind of how mind trap talks about you know this is 85 percent of the room but you're gonna have some nostalgia moments which we did mm -hmm. and it was still just as fun yeah. so i like that aspect but not everyone can be as ethical as them so how do we as consumers like how can we take that into our own hands and try and help other enthusiasts so that they don't have to go through the same experience. It's a lot of work to actually know. Mm -hmm. I think ways to do it is what you're mentioning, which is effort, but stay involved in local enthusiast groups like the World Page, like SoCal. You can also have trusted sources like Escape Break, 
and ask us like, hey, I'm setting up a room run. Have you done these rooms? Do you know anything about them? And we'll tell you because our goal is not to oust any companies because I think for the most part, the companies that fall into these categories aren't doing it maliciously. Like they don't want to trick people. Mm -hmm. They're just worried about the, the negative implications of what if people knew, would I lose out on business? And that's more of a business discussion. But I think one of the easiest things to do is keep track of your rooms because if you don't keep track of your rooms, like there's no way you can like truly verify. Obviously, Tati, you keep track of your rooms and it still happened to you. But I think that's a great place to start is keep track of your rooms, keep track of the themes, try to be as detail oriented as Tati and I in terms of remembering what each room is about. And just talk, talk to your trusted sources, because it's not a matter of like trying to blast someone on the boards. It's a matter of trying to know how to put the right message forward and, and book the right rooms for your trip. Yeah, exactly. What do you think of having something on Morty? Because that is, and I feel like a lot of people that use that are people that are into escape rooms. Yeah. As we've mentioned, Morty is like a Yelp for escape rooms. I wonder if that's also a way for people to let others know. Yeah. Um, or if it can, if that's something that Andy can add in, into it. Yeah. I don't really know how that works. I'm not very techie. So <laughs> I, I don't I, know how the I, that would be. I'm pretty sure I have the answer. Could they add it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Would they add it? Probably not. Because in the mm -hmm. big picture, Morty's looking for ways to make money of their own. Right now it's free for users. I believe it's always going to be free for users, but there's a financial aspect to every app out there. So if they start labeling things that way, it does hurt a pool of businesses that could potentially help Morty. Hmm. I think where it can be found is if you read reviews on Morty, you can get a sense because enthusiasts are like, very open and honest and they'll say things like hey just in case you play this this is the same room in new jersey mm -hmm. here's my review right because mm -hmm. yeah. they want it they just want people to know they they do actually i've seen for instance we had minesuite and minesuite got bought out by experience machine and if you look at it on Morty, I believe it says formerly Minesuite as the business name. So at least you know that way. They have not done that in the sense of like a room's been sold. Mm. So if like a room got taken over, you can see that. They also keep archived data. So you can see rooms that have been out of commission mm -hmm. and you might see like the same room name in the past that's closed and then it appeared somewhere there. So there's like things you can do to read between the lines. There is one scenario that I think is out of an owner's hand is if there is a business that was in partnership with the business and things went awry and now there's some sort of legal pressure for them to change the names of their business and not disclose that they formerly were that, that's where it gets really sticky from a business owner who wants to be ethical and might have the other business that's being a little tyrannical in their breaking of the partnership saying, hey, no, you can't use our name. Sure. And right. I understand that. But I feel like the odds of that happening are so slim. 
they are slim, but I do know a specific situation. I know exactly of that. Yeah. So I just want transparency. I want enthusiasts to have a good experience, no matter what room they go into. Yeah. And I feel like with the increased popularity of escape rooms, this might happen more, and that makes me nervous and sad. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I just feel like moving forward, I don't want that to happen again especially with how expensive rooms are now, it's not okay. Okay. Well, so let me ask you this because the hesitation of an owner would be, I'm going to lose money if people know. How? Why? Because they think that it will devalue the room that it was bought from somebody else. And it's just kind of more of a franchisee type environment. That's, that's the initial thought. Now, whether that's true or not, who knows, but rooms are trying to make more money. So I'm actually going to pose a question. I know you got more questions. I'm going to pose a question. I've seen rooms trying to make money recently in this way. And if you know the room, that's fine. I'm not going to say the room, but two different things. Recently, I saw a room charging $25. I don't know if it was per person, but it was $25 for a two to three minute video of the room experience. And for all I know, it's not professionally done. It's just two to three minutes of like black and white footage from the security cameras within a room. That was one scenario. And then another scenario was a room charging paid beta tests. So you know how I feel, but is this how escape rooms are gonna start making more money? I sure as hell hope not. Let's take this one step at a time. If you're asking me to pay $25 for two to three minutes of a room that I didn't even get to participate in, not okay, not happening. Mm -hmm. That is ripping off your customers and that is rude. I don't know who did that, stop it. Yeah. Next, paid betas. That's, I also believe that's wrong. Yeah. You are giving a incomplete product to a customer you don't make them pay for it. It's different if you say we're doing a soft opening and we're going to charge you less. The room is 100%. Come play. That yeah. is okay. Yeah. But do not do not say I need to pay for a beta because a beta is implied that one it's not done. Two, I'm going to give you feedback so that you can enhance your experience. So I'm giving you something in return. Three, when you're asking me to pay more than half of what you're going to charge for that room, that's not okay. It's not, not okay. As my good friend Ron would say, you should be paying me for your yes. feedback. <laughs> yes. And essentially a free beta is that. Right. Yeah. You're getting and paid with the experience and we give you feedback. Yes. And I've And I've talked about it. If you are a believer in beta testing, don't just jump on the beta test to play a free game. Actually give them feedback. There's so many beta test experiences that I've been through where mm -hmm. I'm the only one to say anything negative or constructive about the room. Everyone else just plays the game like, yeah, it was great. That, yeah. does, that does not help an escape room improve. It does not. It is not. And yes, giving not happy news to people isn't the best but you know what you're playing a beta and they are knowingly going to get feedback whether it's good or bad 
they are ready for whatever the result is mm -hmm. because they want to make their room better because in the long run, they're going to make more money from people coming to an awesome game. Yeah. So just give them the feedback, even if it's small. If they take it, cool. If they don't, cool. It's not up to you for them to, to enforce that, but right. at least you tried, right? Right. And on the topic of the video, we've talked about the rise of escape room prices. I believe a video to that extent should be included with the experience. If a room is $60, if a room is whatever, 75, whatever these rooms are going for these days, <laughs> a video should be included in that price. And we've talked about that. If the price has to be at that to survive, start including things that are built in, like a video that goes with it. The only way I would see a paid video being like an add-on is if it was like an extra experience and that video was really well done where they like, I don't know, there was some like sort of introduction to the team and they like took you in like a camera room and they were like, state your name and state what you think the room is going to be about. And it's like a before and after. And then they edit it all together really nicely. Like that would be kind of cool. And mm -hmm. some people be interested in that. But I'm pretty sure this scenario is literally just the footage from the security cameras. Yeah, no, see, I think it would be funny to rewatch some moments, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to pay extra for it. I lived it. I experienced it. And if you're an OG in SoCal, you know about School of Hard Locks. Oh, my gosh. School of Hard Locks was a notoriously bad escape room. They would charge a ridiculous amount after you didn't finish the room to say, would you like a walkthrough of the room to see what you did and what you haven't done yet? And it would be like $20 per person. Yeah. Like walkthroughs of the room should be part of the debriefing experience. experience. Yes. That is absurd. But yeah, Okay. My questions are done. So I'll throw it back to you. <laughs> I just feel, and I, when we started playing escape rooms, a lot of them were built because people cared about escape rooms because they loved escape rooms and they wanted to bring them to people. Mm-hmm. I do see that still in certain companies and I love that. And I feel like the result of the games and the players giving reviews are worth all of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like there are some people that just have the money put together some rooms and they don't passionately care about it. Going back to the idea of the companies are scared that people won't give them the business because it has that disclaimer. I don't think that should deter them from being open and honest with customers. I think that there are enough people now that play commercial rooms like the escape game and still have a great time. So going to another place, another location, it's fine. And you know what? The odds of people even playing the other room are very slim. But as long as you're open and honest as an owner, as a company, you're doing your part. And I think bottom line is that's what I would want as a customer. I just want you to be open and honest about what you're providing to me. It really is easy. It comes down to who's really in the community for the right reasons. Yeah. And who's in there for businesses, business reasons and financial 
pure financial gains. And I just got to add, if you're trying to open an escape room business and trying to make a great profit, you're in the wrong business. Escape rooms do not give you a great profit. They, I think they can. Yes, they can. But how they do it, it the ones, the ones that do profit are the chains. So that's your escape games, your red doors. And from the top level down, certainly as you get to the down, those people aren't making that much money, but the top level really is. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of, unfortunately, the business world is the people at the top make a lot of money. They're disengaged from the bottom level. They don't truly care about the intricate things that lovers of the field are talking about right now. Mm -hmm. All that matters is revenue and profit margins. Yeah, yeah, so, and I, I get that. I understand. We, we are everyone. the poor. We are the poor <laughs> talking to the rich. Right now. You know what? And I would always take that side because I never want to look down and not care. So nice. I will always be humble on the downside. So sweet for the holidays. <laughs> on a positive note, I'm so excited the next episode hopefully we can talk about your experiences your 300th room and everything in between yes and future episodes if you are here with us at the end be on the lookout on our instagram we'll be asking you guys for questions to get to know each one of us three we're going to be doing a get to know you episode for Beth for Tati and for myself inspired by Scott Levy who wants to know us a little bit better hey Kai guess what no don't say it I need more time Uh, break time is just about over but Tati what if they want more they can tune into the next episode next episode of course there's so many more escape adventures to share Well, what can they do between now and then? They can like us on social media. Share this episode? Yes, absolutely. And what if they are new to the show? Then I think they should go back and listen to all the great episodes. Awesome. And don't forget to send in your questions to us. And be sure to tune in soon for your next escape break.